infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. I love this scripture. Um, You know, as we bring our dreams and our desires, our hopes before God for 2017, you say, well, why do we have a dreams anointing service? What's the purpose of it? First, what we're doing is we're saying to God, I want to know your purpose for my life, your dream for my life. No one makes a a thingamajig. Anyone who designs something, who creates something, who makes something, does it with a, a purpose in mind. And God is no different. We're all made in His image. And so you were not made as a thingamajig. You were made with a purpose, with a design, for a reason. Discovering what that is, God opening that up to us and pursuing that is what brings the greatest sense of significance, value and purpose to our lives. Discovering why we're here and going after that doesn't mean it's easy. It will be challenging, but if we're able to do uh, everything that we're hoping to do without God, then guess what? It's probably not from God. doesn't mean it's okay to have desires and things, but if everything we're wanting to achieve, we're capable of doing, then it probably hasn't come from God because God always asks us to do things that we cannot do of our own strength. So why would He do that? Because He wants us to rely on Him and tap into what this scripture talks about, that by His mighty power at work within us, that we're able to do far more than we thought we were capable of doing. That's what today is about. About saying, God, fill me with your purpose and power. Help me to see what it is, but then give me the strength to continue to to go on and see that coming to pass. And, you know, we've been doing this for 15 years or so um, each year. And we've time and time again seen and heard and spoken to people who have written things down and, and, and things that they thought were impossible, things that they thought may not ever happen, but brought it before God. And just testimony after testimony of, of God moving in people's circumstances. Um, in fact, I was on the phone to uh, Ron this week, and he told me that they had written um, about five years ago, I think it was. So I just asked Tracy to come up and quickly share uh, about uh, their process of this dreams anointing service tracy loves the microphone as you can see but uh, i asked her to share because i think it'll be really encouraging uh, to everybody hi everyone so um i found i was going through some old boxes the other day and i found something that i had at a dreams anointing thing that i'd written down in 2010 so seven years ago and i couldn't believe it when i opened up and i started reading what i'd written down And it was just like a checklist. Yep, yep, yep. Every single thing that I've written down, God has brought to pass in our lives. And it wasn't easy. And I'm not saying that you write it down and you get your answer straight away. We had to wait seven years for some of those things. But God's so faithful. And just because we forget or we start to think, oh, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. There's no use writing it down. There's no use believing for it anymore. That's not how it works. Yeah. God is so faithful and he, he never gives up on us. And all those things came to pass. It's just amazing. Like God's just awesome. So yeah. Awesome, Trace. Fantastic. Hold on. And uh, everyone, can I just ask you a quick question? I said I wouldn't do this, but it's too late now. So one of the things that happens, and I, I know we've been through this situation as well, and you were saying sometimes, you, because you've been writing it down, writing it, writing it down, you think, I, I don't want to write that down, or a couple of times you didn't write it down. Um, what, um, 
What, what is it that's going on in, in your heart or in people's hearts to uh, not feel like they want to write it down and why should they, even if they have maybe written it down before or belie- been believing or hoping for something over many periods of time and haven't yet seen it come to pass, why should they do that? Well, they should do it because um, God is a faithful God and he, uh, he wants you to have the desires of your heart. And like Tracy just said, they don't always come straight away, but the desires of your heart that, that the Lord has placed on your heart will be fulfilled if you chase after him, you have the faith for them. Yeah. But I must say, there was a couple of years where I was feeling a bit despondent and I didn't even fill that card out because <laughs> the year before... I'd written it, it hadn't happened. The year before that, I'd written it, it hadn't happened. And so I thought, well, you know, I'm not going to fill it out. But all the things that I have filled out have come to pass over the years. It doesn't just happen straight away like Tracy said. Awesome, mate. Yeah, thanks. Good, right, a big hand. So I want to encourage you here today. Maybe you've been believing, trusting God for something over a long period of time. You feel like it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened yet. And I want to encourage you to step out today, to write that thing down, to believe God, this God that that scripture talks about, who by his mighty power is able to work these things out. You know, um, the story in the Bible about a guy called Abraham, you may have heard of Abraham. Uh, His life is pretty much uh, outlined in some of the chapters of the book of Genesis. But when Abraham was 99 years old, God reintroduced himself to Abraham. Now, if you know the story, God had appeared to Abraham. He called Abraham out of where he was living. He'd take him to a promised land. And he promised Abraham that he would be the father of a new nation and that God would give him a child. Uh, And so they'd been waiting, they'd been waiting, they'd been waiting. And it didn't seem to be happening. And a couple of occasions he said to God, you know, you haven't done what you said. And God kept saying, I will do what I said I would do. I will be faithful to my word and to my name. And uh, Abraham and and his wife, Sarah, they kept waiting, or Abram was his name at this point. And then, uh, anyway, they decided, you know, this is not happening. Maybe we can help God out. So they had a child, or they, anyway, it's a long story, but got a concubine, which is like, I guess, a surrogate parent to come in, which was okay at the time. It's not okay now. Um, Just cultural customs of the day, brought in a surrogate, Um, she fell pregnant, they had a child, but then God said, no, that's not what I said. And sometimes in our enthusiasm or in our discouragement to trust God and to be patient, we go out and we try and create God's purpose and we try and make it happen for ourselves. And and yes, we've got to be on the front foot and yes, we need to take initiative, um, but in our heart of hearts, we know sometimes when we're taking control back from God, and we're no longer trusting in him and we're taking it into ourselves. And God's saying, I will come through. So Abraham, th- so this all happened. God said he'd be faithful. Abraham went out and he did his own thing. And then God didn't speak to Abraham for 13 years. Um, I don't know what happened during that period. But then it says that God reintroduced himself to Abraham when Abraham was 99. So obviously when he was 84, 85 or whatever, he still thought he had it. Still had it in him. <laughs> he, st- <laughs> he was still capable of doing the business. So uh, God said, okay, I'm going to wait till you aren't capable of doing the business and you're completely dependent upon me and my promise. And so he waited till he was 99. So Ab- Abraham had a lot of faith in himself, obviously. 
<laughs> but when he was 99, God reintroduced himself to Abraham. But he reintroduced himself to Abraham as a different, not a different God, but a different aspect of God. And in uh, Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, it says this, When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty, walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your number. In this scripture, it says the Lord. Uh, it's the first time that God introduces himself by a particular name. And that name is El Shaddai. He'd never called himself this name or by this title before. He'd never introduced himself by this name before. Um, but at this point in Abraham's life, where he'd pretty much given up on the promises of God, he'd pretty much given up in the natural, the circumstances that he could see and that he was experiencing at that time, gave him the message or, or brought him to the conclusion that it's now impossible. I'm 99 years of age. I'm not, it's not possible. My wife's 98 or whatever. She's a bit, a little bit, but, you know, we can no longer have children. This promise that God made, uh, this can no longer come to pass. And at this point, at this low point, I guess, in Abraham's life is where God came in and introduced himself as God Almighty. God Almighty. I want to encourage you today to reach out and to discover and allow God to reveal himself to you as God Almighty. When we write down and when we pray and when we, you know, commune with God, sometimes we need to ask ourselves, what God or which God are we worshipping or are we honouring or are we speaking to? Sometimes it's the God of our own creation. He's like this, he's like that, he does this and he does that and, and that's okay. But every now and again, God breaks through and we see it all throughout the Bible and reveals himself for who he is. And at those moments, something miraculous happens. At those moments, transformations occur in people's lives. Abraham had an encounter with God at 99 where he had a revelation and encounter with God Almighty with El Shaddai. He'd never met, he'd spoken to God, he'd communed with God, God had been with him through parts of his journey and up until this point, but he'd never known God as El Shaddai. And from that moment on, he believed God. It talks about it in Romans chapter four. He believed God that God was able to even raise the dead, that he could do what God said he could do. This understanding, this revelation of God doesn't come through reading a book on the names of God, although that's important to do, or just perusing through the pages of the Bible. This encounter occurs at moments in your life where you're desperate for something that is impossible, where you need God to do something because it is now within, is no longer within your power, your ability, your strength to actually see this thing come to pass. At that moment, you need to have an encounter with El Shaddai. You need to have an encounter with God Almighty. There comes a time in everyone's life where you don't just need a friend, you need a God. And oftentimes you hear people talking about, oh, Jesus is my best friend, and that's okay. Jesus is my friend, he walks with me, he does this. But you know, oftentimes friends don't tell you the things you need to hear. And oftentimes friends aren't able to um, show you what you need to do. And it's great that Jesus is our friend at times, but there comes a time in life 
Sometimes you get to a place where you no longer just need a friend, you need a God. You no longer just need someone to tell you what's good about you and encourage you. You need someone to tell you all things are possible through my name. You need somebody to tell you that all things are working together for good for those who love God. Sometimes you don't just need a friend, you need a God. Abraham needed a God at this moment. He didn't just need God to tell him, oh, I love you, you're awesome, you're fantastic, it's going to be okay, which is good. He needed someone to say, I am God Almighty. I am able to do immeasurably more than all you think, all you imagine. I am not limited nor limitable by you or by anybody else because I am God. That's the encounter that we need to have with El Shaddai. Um, You know, when you have faith in yourself to fulfill your dreams, uh, that's okay, it's important to draw on your talents, your skills, your abilities and all those things. That's a part of the process and part of what God does for us. It was good listening to Joe's message during the week, told, told us how much talent he had. Uh, and it's good to recognize your strengths um, and know what you're capable of. Um, but when we simply rely upon our smarts, our ability, our uh, people skills, the things that we can do and and work situations, then we're only going to be able to do what we can do. But if we want to be able to do what God wants us to do, or we're going to want to be able to go to another level, we've got to move beyond just our ability, our skills, our strengths, our determination, our willpower, and begin to trust in the God who is more than enough. It's going to take more than willpower to fulfill God's purposes and promises in your life. It's going to take word power. Do you like that? Willpower, word power, alliteration. Love alliteration. Um, Trusting in God's word, God's promises. That's what we're doing here today. We're saying, God, in the natural, maybe with some of the circumstances where we see in regards to relationships or family or career or or our, our company or our business. At the moment, we look out across the horizon. Uh, it looks bleak. I can't see how this is going to work out. I can't see how these finances are going to come. I can't see how we can get out of the red. I can't see how this relationship can be restored. I can't see right now, but I'm going to put my trust in El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough for any circumstance or situation that we might face. Willpower is not enough. Now, it's interesting, not long after God had this encounter with him, uh, God asked Abraham to change his name. He said, I don't want to call yourself Abram anymore. Abram means uh, of royal descent, but I want to change your name to Abraham, which means father of a multitude. And as I was reading through this, I thought it was interesting, and it, and it tied into what uh, Ruthie was saying in her message when uh, she did part of tag team. Uh, as an aside, how good were the tag team preachers, the three guys and the three girls, I was listening to them this week, and um, absolutely fantastic. Um, can we get them to stand up? Sally's there. Sally, stand up. Fantastic word. Ange, Joe, Peter, and... Rosh is not here, but uh, you guys, absolutely phenomenal. If you weren't here or you didn't hear any of those messages, or even if you were, I encourage you to download the podcast or stream it. Just go to iTunes on your uh, iPhone, go to iTunes app, uh, and go to podcast, type in C3 Roselle, all the messages will come up. This one, all the previous ones, you can never miss a, mess- uh, never miss a Sunday, 
if you're away, you never miss the message because you can get the, uh, the podcast. But uh, Ruthie also talked about not living in the past, not living in 2016 or taking the same thoughts and, and experiences and bringing them into 2017. And this is exactly what God did to Abraham. He saw himself as Abram. He saw his royal descent, which was his past, his heritage, his lineage. But God said, I don't want you to look to the past any longer. I want you to look to the future. Yes, you have royal descent. Yes, you've got a great lineage. Yes, you've got a great experience. You've got a great background. That's all in the past. But now I want you to change your name. Now I want you to look to the future. Now I want you to see yourself as the father of a multitude. Now I want you to see yourself as Abraham, the father of a generation. And when we have an encounter with God and we come into moments like this, it's important that we do no longer hold on to the past or, or, or we allow God to change our self-concept. I'm no longer this person. I'm no longer this failure. Or I no longer uh, have this uh, background, whether it might be an addiction, might be a, a habit, a certain thing in the past, but I'm not going to allow that to define me any longer. I'm going to let go of that. I'm going to be healed. I'm going to allow God to, to uh, sever that. I'm having an encounter with God, and from now I'm going to see myself the way God sees me. Abraham was asked and, and was told by God to now call himself and see himself as the father of a multitude before he had any children. Not after he had it. He didn't have any kids at this time. And yet God is saying, I want you to not only call yourself, but see yourself as the father of a multitude. That's part of the process of, a, of God moving into our world. And that God's not going to do it without your help or without your involvement. And so he's saying, the things that you want to see come to pass or the changes that you want to see happen in your world are not going to happen apart from you. You've got to begin to see these things coming to pass. You've got to begin to take the scriptures and begin to confess them and speak them and declare them over your future because that's the process through which God uses to bring them to pass. He does not do it without your involvement. And so these cards that we're going to be writing up, we're going to anoint them with oil and you need to take them home, maybe put them somewhere prominent or if it's too personal put it somewhere where you you know it's available and you need to keep rereading them and you need to keep declaring them and you need to keep saying God you're a God who answers prayer you're a God who meets needs you're a God of the impossible and these things that I've written down here I may have written them down before may have written them down twice I may have written them down three times but you're a God who comes through you're a God who can be trusted and you're a God of your word and begin to declare them and begin to speak them and begin to prophesy them over your world and as you do that I can guarantee you may not overnight but they will come to pass because God is a God of his word. Um, so Abraham no longer allowed his past to define him, but he allowed his future to direct him. I want to encourage you here today as we do, and we're going to do this now, I'm going to finish up right now, but I'm just going to ask, uh, I know, uh, Kevin and Tracy, is that, do you know if we've got any pens that we can hand? Oh, Tra you guys can just, if you need a pen right now, if you don't have a pen, just put your hand up. They're going to distribute some pens right now. I want you to grab one of these cards. There should be enough for everybody. If there's not a card near you or on your seat, just put your hand up. The attendants will bring them around.